Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Well, Valentine's Day, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Valentine's Day, especially for those who are single. Yes, if you accept it. I don't, but that's another story. When Lisa Anderson and I were talking, oh, you were there too. Yeah, but it was... <laughs> Wait a minute. I was going to say I was in the same you room, were, a part of the same conversation. You're trying to freeze me out? Well, maybe. No, but that's how some people feel on Valentine's Day, and I think that's the point. They feel left out. Right, and you shouldn't, and Lisa talks about that. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Welcome back. Hey, it's so good to be here. Hey, I noticed a recent op-ed that uh, you had at, let's see, where is it? The Washington Times, I believe it is. It's Valentine's Day. Are your single friends okay? Wow. Is it is it okay for us to kind of check in with our, our single friends? How do we do that without making it super obvious that we're doing it? Yeah, I think it's great to do it, and that's kind of why I wrote the piece, Um you know, I'm cracking up, though, because I just put on social media, it's a pie graph, blue and yellow pie graph that has about 80% covered in blue. And it says, well, I have a, va- a date on Valentine's Day. And the answer is no. And then the <laughs> remainder says, no, also no, but in yellow. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of good. That's I, great. I have to show my hand, you guys. I actually love Valentine's Day, but I know there are a lot of people, singles. I mean, there are people who have just gone through a breakup. There are people who are widowed. There are people who just struggle with it. And I say it's kind of the the end to the trifecta of holiday horribleness for singles. <laughs> you know, we've, we've made it through Christmas. Oh, we made it through New Year's. Oh, Most made resolutions well. about, will this year be any different? And then it's like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. No, it's not that much different. And so... I think it is super helpful to check in on single friends. I know I'm going to go into work today. It's early out here in Colorado, but I'm going to go in and all the flowers are going to be arriving at the front desk and the calls coming in and people displaying their cards and their candy. And so it is just one of those things where it's like, oh man, for some, it's going to be a hard day. And so it's great to just have those opportunities and maybe see your single friends and those who are struggling in a different way. Let's throw some encouragement around. Four ways to encourage your single friends this Valentine's Day. Let's run them down. What's in at number one? <laughs> yeah, well, I actually kind of put them in no particular order, so I'll go through them in no particular order. I mean, the first one is to just kind of state the facts of what it is, and we just started talking about that, about, you know, for some people, this is a rough day, so it might not be the best day to be all happy, clappy, and like, well, it's okay, you know, it's better to be single and happy than married and unhappy, you know, maybe keep all the, all the platitudes (laughs) out, you know, and I tell single people too, you know, if you've had a a rough season, it's okay. I mean, of all places, the Psalms encourages us to pour out our complaint to God. And I say, why don't we just do that? Because it's better to pour it out to God than the person we want to be dating and we're bitter about, you know, that's not going to go anywhere. So God actually cares and God actually has the power to do something about our circumstances. And so it might be okay just to acknowledge where you are, be okay with it being a rough day. You know, maybe it's a day for you if you're going through a hard time to stay in or have some friends come around you. Um, But I think that's a great opportunity to be able to 
you know, just say, hey, this is the way it is this year. Maybe it'll be different next year, but God is still good. He's still on the throne, and I can be okay with that. Yeah, and maybe we should avoid social media today. The old Facebook, uh, Twitter, oh, it's X now. Yeah. Yeah, just to say, Always okay, I'm, I'm unplugging <laughs> today for sure, right? Absolutely. I think it's a great opportunity to do that and to just say, you know, yeah, this might be a day to stay off of the social feeds and realize that, you know, maybe people are going to get engaged. You don't need to see all the rings. People are going to be showing where they're going out to, to dinner and stuff. Maybe you don't need to see that. And so, again, I think having a little bit of uh, a little bit of distance might be helpful for a lot of people. How about showing them some love? Yeah, I think this is a great practical way of making this happen. And so, you know, you think like maybe it's a, I don't want to leave the guys out here, too. We often think of women or single women during Valentine's Day, but you might have a work buddy who's single, and maybe he doesn't want to be single. And just take him out to lunch or ask him some good questions. Drop him a note of encouragement. You know, that could be a great opportunity to connect with some of the the younger single guys or maybe guys who've walked through a relationship or whatever. Um, also, you know, maybe send someone a Valentine's card or drop it off at their place of work or or wherever they are. Um, that's just a way to say, you know, I see you, you matter. Um, this this day, I mean, it, it focuses on romance, but I mean, honestly, isn't it just, you know, people will say, is this a greeting card conspiracy? And, it and is. That's what it is. Kate, she's our resident conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theorist around here. There you go. And she yeah, was on top of that though. one. Yeah, you're, you think it's uh, the greeting cards. Yeah. They're always up to and something. this is where I say... We can kind of commiserate on this because I say when I talk to my married friends, I'm like, man, do couples like Valentine's Day? I don't know of many married <laughs> people that are like, let's go out and drop a bunch of money on an expensive dinner. And guys, you know, let me just agonize over what to get my wife, you know, and just it's just it seems like it's all around blah for a lot of people because the pressure, the expectations, the crowds, you know, people are like, I just want to be in my pajamas and sit at home. So yeah. I think Wait that's where you're speaking, we can all... you're speaking you're my speaking love language really. right there, man. I'm telling you, I want to be in my pajamas and be at home. Kate, that's you that's too, isn't true. it? Yes. And, you know, I'm thinking we talked with Nancy DeMoss-Wogamuth and her husband, but before she had a husband, um, uh, she wasn't really looking. She was just doing her job, you know, and then this happened. And I think a lot of single people have grown into that. Like, I'm just doing what God is putting in front of me. We'll see what happens. And and so when yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, are you okay? It's Val- yeah, I'm fine. It's Valentine's Day. I love my yeah. kid. I love this. I love that. I love other people. That's fine. You know, it's fine. And I'm happy for you that you're happy, happily married. I'm I'm over. Th- that's not my thing. It's your thing, and I'm happy for you. I don't want what yeah. you have. I want what God wants for me. And I would say I'm kind of there in the sense that I'm single. You know, I'm never married, and I definitely never felt called to singleness, but I feel like my 20s were kind of just this, you know, freak show of, like, trying to <laughs> figure <laughs> myself show. out. Yeah. Yes. And then my my 30s, you know, I got desperate because I'm like, hey, I thought I'd be married by now. So then it got crazy, and I was online, and I was dating a, a bunch of guys, and, you know, not all of them were the best, and so making up for lost time. And then now I hit my 40s and I feel like I'm just settled in. And I'm like, you know what? God's got my story anyway. And there are a lot of great things about singleness and what to do in a single season. 
you know, we, I say we always, there are good parts of singleness and, and, and right. hard parts. With and you marriage them too, in marriage. Though, right? Yeah, marriage is the same. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why I say, you know, it's not like singleness is a waiting room for marriage or we're second class citizens or right. we have to wait to arrive. You know, there's, there's a lot that God's doing with us in a single season, whether it's shorter or longer. And so I think we can, we can celebrate that as well. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. The third thing that you have here ties in nicely with showing them love. Why not invite them in? Tell us more about that one. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorites. And I actually am going to say that this goes both ways. But for married people, again, talking about all those folks, maybe Kate, who don't really <laughs> care about Valentine's, who are kind of like, I don't want to go out, I don't want to spend money. Why not make it an evening of just grabbing some pizza and finding some of your single friends? And, you know, I'm not going to discriminate, maybe add a couple of marrieds. That's yeah, cool. Sure. Um, and just have a fun group, you know, night of just hanging out and catching up. And it's a great excuse to stay in and, and connect with some of your people. Um, and I just think it's a great way to say to single people, hey, you're, you're part of the team and we want to include you. And, you know, we don't need to always just be focusing on romance or make it just about couples. And so, you know, it's like have everyone just bring something, you know, to share or you guys can order pizza or whatever. Now I'm going to flip the script on this too, because I think it's a great opportunity for singles to be initiators in this. Um, I personally am a big fan of the Galentine's. Okay, oh, right. so mm -hmm. I have often gotten together with girlfriends and the way to make this just extra special and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so amazing. I mean, right. so I am, you guys. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, you are. You are amazing. One thing, one thing I love to do is find some of the widows in my church or I had a 97-year-old neighbor who went to be with Jesus recently, but she would often be included in this. And have them for Galentine's. You know, sometimes I would have to pick them up. They didn't drive. But just maybe do a movie, cook dinner, get their stories of their past loves. You know, maybe yeah. they were married 60 plus years. Yes. And that benefits everyone. I have some of the younger women come and we just learn from each other. And it just makes it such a sweet time. And so, again, it's about Christian community, loving your neighbor, being there for others, and just having fun in the process. What about the thing or things that we should not say to our single friends on Valentine's Day? <laughs> well, there are, that's a whole other show, uh, Kurt. No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's like, you know, we get all the platitudes. I would say it's not the time of the year or really is any time the time of the year to say, well, why aren't you dating anyone? Why are you single? You know, are you too picky? I mean, I could probably find someone. This is like I'm having echoes of like conversations with my mom in my head because my mom was always like, Lisa, this isn't that hard. I met your dad at college and just went to a few basketball games. Like, why is this so hard? Well, nowadays uh -oh. it's a lot harder in, yes. in many different ways. And so I think maybe just trying to be a fixer or trying to throw out the platitudes. You know, another thing not to say to single people is don't worry, your day will come because <laughs> you can't guarantee that. Okay. I mean, you, unless you know something, I don't know. You can't promise <laughs> me a husband or promise me a date for Valentine's. And so, you know, just kind of maybe staying away from that stuff. But a great thing to say instead is just straight up, 
you know, today might be a hard day. This whole year might be hard for you. You might be in a hard season. How can I pray for you? That is a great general way of throwing out, like, I actually care what you're going through, and I want to invite you to share as much or as little about what's going on in your life with me. And then I I encourage people to just stop right then and there and pray for that person and just say, you know, I'm going to take you into this day. I'm going to take you into this week. I want to cover you in prayer because, again, you matter. And I think that's just such a great opportunity to show love to anyone, but especially the singles in your life. Having a sense of humor sure does help with pretty much everything in our lives too, right? So having a sense of humor about it is helpful. It it is very helpful, I will say. So I don't know what kind of comments I'm going to get at work today. I mean, I've always tried to not be the singleness poster child. Um, But, you know, I work at Focus on the Family. So it's kind of like, do I feel like the odd woman out sometimes? Um, So humor does go a long way in deflecting some things. And, you know, everyone asks me, you know, I mentioned my mom, who's now with Jesus, but she was a little bit of an institution. I would quote her often and people will say, oh, you just got to, you got to give me another one of your mom quotes, or you've got to say another one of her stories or (laughs) such as it is. So she was pretty, she was pretty great. You mentioned that you did try one season of life, online dating. We had somebody who called in earlier this morning. 17 years. 17 years. years. They've been married. (laughs) They met online. Um, What were the biggest challenges for you when you were dating online? Yeah, I would say, and I actually did several seasons of it in different, you know, so I, I feel like, yeah, I could... <laughs> what season do you want me to talk That's about? The next book. Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so many to pick from. Um, I think I think online dating. A lot of people think that I'm going to say, "Oh, that's terrible. You should just meet someone at church." I think it's a great tool, and I think you know, in a in a culture where we are extremely mobile and transient, it is an opportunity. But I call it online meeting. Okay, you're not really dating online. Eventually, you have to take this into real time and real space. Otherwise, you just have a pen pal, okay? So, I mean, that's one of the challenges of it, is you can kind of get sucked into communicating online without realizing, oh, I need to make this something more. And so a lot of people use it as a crutch um, in order to kind of hide behind a screen and be someone that they want to be, you know, rather than getting real and being honest about who they are. So that's a challenge. Um, The time outlay is, is a lot, too, because it's very easy to... Um, when you have different matches coming in or depending, you know, what app you're using, how it goes, it can be like, you know, it's very easy to get a consumeristic mindset, which isn't biblical at all. And so you want to be, these people are not paint samples. You know, you're not just sifting <laughs> through them like that's, you're that's looking a quote for of the hour. These people are not <laughs> yeah. paint samples. Can I steal that from you? <laughs> you that's can. Great. You go ahead. So. So just thinking of these people as, as people and what does it look like? You know, they're made in the image of God. How are you going to get to know them as people? But also you have to be realistic and you can't talk to every single person that comes across your way. So that's why I say to, to singles, especially Christian singles, put exactly what you want people to know in your profile. And that includes your faith, your values. Spell it out because, you you know, People that don't care about Jesus don't need to apply, okay? Mm-hmm. Why, right why waste on. your time? And so right. be very specific. And then my other big um, counsel, you know, to a lot of singles who are going to date online is get a team around you because what you don't need to do is be hunkered down in your house or on your laptop or in your office, just communicating with people without accountability in that space. I mean, you would be hopefully doing that 
in real life as well. So you want them to help you vet good candidates. You want uh, them to help you make sure that you're managing your time and not giving away too much time or attention or even information online, quite frankly. And you also want to be uh, have that team around you so that when you do start dating this person, if it becomes something more, um, that they're going to help you identify red flags and they're going to step into that space and be real with you. And um, I said in my book, The Dating Manifesto, I said something that became super controversial and people were like, oh my goodness. I said, on your team, pick three people on your team who you know love God, have a fair share of wisdom, and are truth tellers. They're going to tell it like it is. They're sensible. They're not going to hold back. And you tell them that if all three of them agree that the person you're dating is a loser, you're going to cut it off, no questions asked. And the reason I say that, and that's pretty harsh, is because when we start dating someone and we get all starry-eyed and we're into them, we lose our minds and we lose the objectivity that we need to say no and so that's why you need that uh, you need that crew around you to help you make those right choices. I'm so glad, Lisa, that you mentioned the Dating Manifesto. Your book uh, is so helpful, and every time you're on, I learn something new. And and just as important is I don't know. You just make us laugh, and it feels good to laugh. That's 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 really cool. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Lisa Anderson. She is the director of Boundless and Young Adults Focus on the Family, hosts the Boundless Radio Show and podcast, etc. Lisa, we'd love to have you back at some point in the future. You know the welcome that's always out for you. Well, I would love it. And of course, happy Valentine's Day to you guys, to all of you listeners. We love you out here at Boundless and Focus on the Family. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to Curtin Kate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.